Have you ever thought about trying to be rubbish free? Well, I do constantly. So it is a great pleasure to have with me in the studio today the master of being rubbish free, Matthew Luxon, who with his partner Waveney did a rubbish free challenge for one year in 2008. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio, Matthew. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, well, I've got a few questions that I'm very keen to ask you. Wonderful, (laughs) wonderful. Yeah, I hope to answer them well. Great. What was the motivation to take on the challenge of being rubbish-free for a year? So um, Waveney and I were involved in, uh, I guess, in social justice. I I was a social worker and um, she was a youth worker. And at the time, we were actually, when we came up with the idea, we were living in a... um, refugee shelter, oddly enough, in Toronto, Canada, and we were the sort of house coordinators of this shelter for refugee claimants. So there are all the issues around the world of, of, of refugee rights, which was a huge one that obviously we were involved in, youth justice that Waveney was involved in. I had a background in working in um, mental health and, and psychiatric care. And so so all of those issues were there, and it also struck me that the whales still needed saving. <laughs> and so... But, but, but what we started considering that year was that um, we, we felt relatively powerless. We didn't feel that empowered, even though we were, were aware of a whole lot of issues. Yeah. We didn't feel that empowered to actually do anything about them necessarily, um, directly. At the same time, Toronto was debating what they should do with their rubbish. They were sending it by truck into Michigan, which was an 800-kilometre round trip, and there was, you know, 60, 70 trucks a day doing this trip. Oh, my goodness. So they're paying America to take Canada's waste is actually what it came down to. So they were deciding, you know, should they burn it? Should they landfill it? Should they, you know? And we started talking about it and saying, why don't we just, you know, why don't they reduce it? If If you reduce the waste, then you wouldn't have to worry about disposing of it. You Makes know, so. so much sense, yeah. So we're living in, so that's where the idea came from. So it was a very much a personal challenge that we decided, right, when we get back to Auckland, uh, sorry, back to Christchurch, back home to New Zealand, we're going to uh, do this challenge for one year. And it was just a personal challenge. And we'll try and live without rubbish for a year. And we'll nail it. And then the next year we'll move on and we'll do a year without yeah. car. And right. then the following <laughs> year we'll do a vegan year or something. <laughs> and 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 we're going to be these you know gurus, these environmental gurus by the end of it, in our own minds. So unfortunately, never, well, uh, uh, we haven't actually moved past waste. Right. So, so So what are we now, mm. seven um Five, seven five, years on. Five years. Five years on. Yeah. We're, we're still uh, stuck on the waste uh, sort of side of things, and it's become endlessly fascinating. And, mm. Yes, it is its own world, isn't mm. it? Our, mm. our waste. So, just to give our listeners and me a bit of an idea, could you quantify what you were throwing out, or you know, or, or have a guess? Might be difficult if you were coming yeah. from travelling to what yeah. you went down to. Well, so yeah, that's right. We, I'm not entirely sure, but we statistics would suggest that the average person. Uh, throws away about 250 kgs of of waste a year um, on average. They, they send they send to landfill. You know that's what they right. send to landfill. Yeah. Yep. Now that doesn't actually um, a city will throw away a lot more than that. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of rubbish that gets thrown away before you see it. So before you buy an item, there's rubbish created and, mm. and making that item. Mm. And so most of the waste that's generated is actually pre-consumer. You know, and making the goods that we buy. So, so that's even more than so the that's post. even so that's even another issue, yeah. Okay. So 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 when so when you address your own rubbish, you're actually 
addressing a whole lot of a waste stream that you never see mm. and that's why it's so important but so um so anyway so the, hold the, on it's making it a lot bigger <laughs> it felt achievable dealing with my own but so <laughs> well, the, well the good the, the good news there is that by just looking after your own waste you yeah. by default look after this pre-consumer waste so you so you're doing that you, so that's where it's so easy you yeah. leverage you leverage your energy i guess by Look after your own. Just look after what's in front yeah. of you, and and you'll take care of that. But uh, so so yeah, the average person person is about two hundred and fifty kgs. When Waveney and I did the year, we ended up the year with uh, two kgs between us. So so it was uh, <laughs> it was one kg each. Yeah, yeah. That is phenomenal. So just to give, I mean, visually maybe two hundred and fifty kgs a year per person. Mm. What does that kind of look like in in in, in body or scale? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and what's the average human? So we're kind of about eighty or between sixty <laughs> and eighty. Really. That's right, and and, yeah. I, and I guess I guess the point to make there actually, and and I, sorry to to uh, so to give you an answer, a quick answer. Uh, two kgs was a supermarket bag. That, that's what a we year. that's what we ended up with at the end of the year was two it was a supermarket bag, uh, quite a loose supermarket bag. It wasn't bursting at the seams um, because most of our weight actually came from. Uh, lead paint because we carried on doing things that you would normally do so so we were painting our house and so we were stripping off the old lead paint and you couldn't do anything with that so so most of the weight's actually from that but um so anyway, so that, that was two kg. So I guess I guess two hundred and fifty kgs is probably a you know almost um, a horse float kind of size right. of yep. waste yep. per person. Now the reason for that is that there's a lot of material that's very light but takes up a lot of room. volume, yeah, yeah room in, yeah. A, in a landfill. And so you can have two hundred and fifty kgs of polystyrene, and it's it's going to be a a big, a big mess. volume yeah. um, versus you know 250 kgs of concrete. So so it's uh, so mm. uh, the statistics and the way in which we read things are really important because we often deal with weight to landfill. Yes, we we generally don't talk yes. about volume to landfill. Yes, and so plastic is very underrepresented as a result. So plastic mm. uh, is very light. But can take up a lot of volume. Yeah, not always, but it can. No, yeah. no, and that that is an important point to make. So, what were some of the unexpected personal benefits to you in Waveney? Um, yeah, good. Uh, so, 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 the, the I guess the, the the simplest one was the fact that by just dealing with rubbish, we ended up with a whole lot of spin-off benefits as we saw them. So, yep. so dealing with rubbish meant that we tended to uh, eat less processed food. Right, uh, health. So, so health. So, so, so you know, uh, there were no Tim Tams bought. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, where we're and, struggling. Uh, I've got to right. be. <laughs> and no potato crisps and you know chips yeah. and that sort of thing. So, so there was just an immediate health benefit from that side of things. Um, also, we we ended up we tended to buy more local. Food, mm, so um, good community, yeah, and that, and again, that was just a nice unintended consequence. Mm. Uh, the organic was an interesting one because I thought we'd buy more organics, and we do now. Uh, but back in back in the day, uh, a lot of organics were packaged um, quite poorly. You know, I, I right. think you yep, know, in terms yep. of you know polystyrene trays and things. 
I remember trying to buy an eggplant once and uh, I went to two organic shops and this eggplant was, you know, they had eggplants on styrofoam trays with glad wrap. Interesting. Know. So I ended up buying an eggplant from Pack and Save, you know. Right, because you could get it. It's funny, so you you do find yourself weighing up these these things oh, constantly yeah. in the supermarket. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. So 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 I guess the benefit to us was, yeah, health, um, leaking, eating more locally or buying locally yeah. and supporting local indie kind of stores and businesses. Great. Sounds mm. like a good good benefit. Mm. What about um just so our listeners if they're getting inspired, what were some of the easiest things that you found really easy to just go, right, that's something we can start today and we don't have to think about it too much? Yeah, the look the simplest thing by far is dealing with your organic waste. So by that I mean your food waste and your green waste on the property. So, so the majority, you know, well, not the majority, but around about half of the average rubbish, uh, you know, bin that comes from a from a residential home is organic right, and, yeah. and, and and green waste. So, so. I have to say, we went into this without knowing a thing. Like we, we didn't know anything about this stuff. That's good to know, Matthew. Yeah, because yeah, so, then it's a real challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, so we just started, you know, <laughs> and and, um, and and we needed this challenge to for us to be motivated to do it. And I think other people with um, more fortitude perhaps don't need a <laughs> challenge, but, mm. but 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 for us, that's what we needed. And so we just got on into it. And so we just started composting, you know, but. Since then, we've found that there's there's much easier ways of dealing with organic waste. Um, composting is great, but also we became big fans of Pakashi. Right. Uh, now, I read of... that you're carrying one in your car. Well, yes, we, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we do. When we, whenever we go, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, when we go on holiday, we, we take our bakashi with us, and um, and we used to do a lot of sailing, um, oh, and yeah. so we'd take it in the boat, and, and, and uh, camping we take it, because it can take everything. It can take right. meat, it can take citrus, which worms don't like eating yep. citrus, you know, and onions. So it can take all of that stuff, and, and it, it's contained, it doesn't smell. Uh, we had it in a... We were living in downtown Auckland on the 32nd floor of a building in a tiny 37 square metre apartment, you know, one of those um, classic shoe boxes. Boxes, yeah. And, uh, and, and we use Bakashi. That's yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Can you just explain to our listeners what Bakashi actually is? Yeah, so it's a, so it's a system which is a sealed system. So, so instead of using air as a way of breaking down the waste or the food waste, uh, it, it uses it seals the product the, the the waste from air. So you, so it's a sealed system. So basically, it's two buckets inside each right. other. One the top one with holes in the bottom, so the liquid can drain freely away and into the bottom bucket. And you can use that liquid as a fertilizer. Right, or, straight into the um, garden. Yeah, it's a very powerful liquid actually oh. you can even use it as a drain cleaner oddly enough uh, undiluted wow. it's, it's very <laughs> so 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 it takes care of that and then and then you add a microorganism uh which is kind of feels like sawdust but it essentially brings a quality to the waste which allows it to be pickled really uh so the waste becomes kind of pickled so as you add more onto you just sprinkle some yeah. uh, sawdust type material over it and then after the bucket's full uh you just leave it for a month and start filling another bucket and then bury it in a shallow trench in the garden or give it to your local community garden they'll they'll be wrapped if you give it to them 
and um, and within four weeks it'll be back to soil. It's incredible. Wow. Uh, it's uh, and as I say, you can throw everything in there, uh, no problem. It doesn't like dairy, so you don't you don't put right. But but that's generally not a problem to deal with anyway. But. Okay, that's what I'm getting for my Christmas present for yeah, the camping. That's, that's fantastic. Right. That's right. So now, what about a few of the hard things? And this is why what I really was keen to find out. What about those horrible little crystal preserving packets that come with the sushi wrap? Yeah, <laughs> the it's like the, the the ones that suck moisture away. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in, in researching those, they're actually uh, silica, which is um, a, a natural product, and so mm. so they're fairly uh, inert and harmless. You can actually just chuck them on your garden, but. Um, but the problem there is you have to be certain that that's what they are. You know, ninety percent of them, and that's what they are. But there is a chance, mm. and and we get into the problem of labelling with this stuff. Um, right. That that. Yeah, depending on how trustworthy the sort. Yeah, it's just you don't know. The consumer mm. doesn't know, and that's why we have to advocate for uh, more labelling so that so that we can be aware of what things are. Because because something like that, I always assumed it was some crazy chemical that Same. you know that would um. You know, burn your eyes if they got into yeah, yeah. it, but it, but it, it's not, and, and and so really the only rubbish is the packaging that's yeah. often the little packet that it's in. It can be um, it's generally rubbish um, because it's often paper and plastic. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Ah, good to know. Mm. Okay, so there's an mm. opportunity for us to research more that's around right, that. That's Great. right. Great. What about um, one of my biggest sins, and I'm not prepared to give it up, is soya milk in my coffee, um, the Tetra Pack. Tetrapacks are um, uh, it's a very complicated issue that one because mm. tetrapacks have been so so just to explain what they are you know it's a it's a generally a rectangular box that that is mixed media and so by that I mean it has often a foil layer mm. so it's a, essentially a metal then a plastic liner and then a cardboard around the outside so so you've got three materials in one yes and, and that's where things get tricky yeah. um when when you mix materials and so 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 from a recycling point of view tetra packs are a disaster because it ha- it's, it's, it's not easy to there is there is ways of doing it but it's not easy to yeah. separate out those three so it's, it's resource intense to try to to separate those out but it can be done so, so, so there's that issue on one hand. On the other hand, Tetra Packs have, you know, lightened the load of of packaging and means that right. you can you can stock a whole lot more product in a smaller area. Mm. Therefore, you need less truck and plane movement and freight movement. So there's less carbon emissions actually right. as a result of that God, process. It's hard to think about that when you're buying your soya milk. I know, I know. This is right. This is right. This is, <laughs> This is why. This is why. Exactly. You need a coffee before you think about it. So, um, so this. I no wonder why you haven't got off waste for five years. <laughs> right. And so this is why. Uh, yeah, this this is why rubbish is quite a cool thing because you're just dealing with one issue. You know, you're just looking at it, going, "Is this rubbish or not?" Mm. Um, so, the, so, so once you make the decision, actually, I still do want to use soya milk, and the only the only option available to me is Tetra Pak. Then it's a case of finding a solution to right. deal with the Tetra Pak. And and maybe it's, you know, it saves your guilt by saying, well, you know, I'm re- the carbon emissions are reduced further up the chain. So so there are places uh, in New Zealand that will recycle tetra packs. Right. I'm sorry, I don't know about Wellington as to whether the, mm. the council curbside collection does it here. For example, in Auckland, um, 
in uh, Auckland, Auckland Central and in Monaco, you can recycle them, but in North Shore and Waitakere, you can't. Right. So it depends on on the recycler as to whether they will accept uh, the item and can find a market for that material. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay, that's another wee project for us all listeners that we that's can right. get onto with the Wellington City Council. Um, I've got so many, but I'm just going to ask one that that the ladies will like. What about sanitary products? Yes, so um, yeah, we, we had to. I, I learned a lot about sanitary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's its own up. minefield. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I generally left it to Waveney to do that research, <laughs> but um, it did come up. So, 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 really, the easy answer for that was the uh, the moon cup. Right. Yep. Great. Good yep. solution. And uh, and and yeah, that 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 was the Just simplest. And I, I, you know, I'm aware that it's plastic, but or a derivative, but. Um, the fact that it was reusable and, and, and very, from what I understand, very easily yes. uh, reusable and um, uh, yeah, made an attractive option. Great. Okay. Mm. Well, good answer, Matthew. Was, <laughs> that was your trick question. I passed that test, yeah, 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 you did. You did. And um, one that I thought was quite good just reading your website, but there were a couple of tips. I love the office products. Um, sellotape, that's a big bugbear in our household. The kids love it, they fly through it. But you were talking about paper. That's right. So we, uh, the, you know, it's funny with with rubbish. We don't see it. We, yep. we tend to not see it until the point at which we want to throw it away. Yes, right? and, and and that's when we suddenly become aware of it. And and sellotape was one of those ones where I've never I'd never paid any attention in my life before. But no, <laughs> but clearly, you know, I, I had to as a result of this challenge. So so yeah, we we started using masking tape. Uh, basically for everything, and then and then we discovered Office Max seller uh, a, a dark brown sort of paper nice. tape um, in various widths, and and we've just used that ever since. When you ra- it makes it hard to wrap a lovely you know present where you, we can you know, get creative, but we so yeah. so we tend to glue our wrapping paper, and and it gives you more chance to think fond thoughts about the person yeah. you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're wrapping the present for. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And what about Meat, because I would say that's one of the biggest challenges now. We used to have a dog, and so she would be able to consume. I loved mm. that that was going mm. through. But now without her, we're finding we're putting the odd bits that because the rubbish is less into the freezer, and a friend giggled at us the mm. other day and said, your freezers become your rubbish bin. But, yeah, mm. did mm. you have a, the Bokashi? Would that be a solution That's right, that's that? right. So so we were fortunate. We had a dog through the right, rubbish for right, you, a lovely yep, border yep, collie, Jess. Yep, and, yeah, um, go Jess. And so she, so she made <laughs> Use the bones, but um, but no, that's right. Exactly, uh, Bakashi was perfect uh, for that. The um, otherwise, yeah, you got to be very careful on the compost because you don't want to attract mm. rats, and and in an urban environment, you want to keep the neighbours happy. So, so we tend to use compost. Uh, so Bakashi for that. The other issue with meat is buying the meat. Um, and so, so in, so in buying the meat, uh, the, the easiest thing is the styrofoam tray yes. at, the, at the you know local supermarket. So what we tend to do is we've worked out now that we take uh, ice cream containers and we have maybe six or eight of them, and we take them to our local butcher. And, I love and, you. What a great solution! And he uh, <laughs> he just uh, fills them up, and um, and we tend to just buy bulk. Uh, yeah. Um, my business partner keeps talking, trying to talk me into becoming vegetarian, but <laughs> we haven't done that. So, so this is our solution. So we we buy bulk meat and then uh, and then break it into smaller containers when we get home. And he just tears the uh, the, the ice cream container for us, um, so we're not paying for that weight. And 
yeah. it seems to work fine. And in fact, we um, we did it all around Auckland because we were house sitting when we moved there. Right. And um, and so we had to get over that sort of initial fear of going into a butcher and feeling like a freak and saying, you know, here's my. <laughs> I was going to say, especially in Auckland. Yeah. yeah. So we we used to we used to sit outside and and paper scissors rocket as to <laughs> who was going in. But but now we've got our butcher. He's he's familiar with it. And if we turn up without them, he gives us a hard time. He says we're you know. What's going on? Brilliant. <laughs> you're dropping the ball, which is good. So hopefully normalising the behaviour. Quite amazing too. And then you back into that local situation where you really are going to the same butcher every time and he must love you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it gives him a point of difference from the supermarkets. Yes. You know, it's easier for, for, for our butcher to, we can talk to them and explain why we're doing it. Uh, it's a bit harder to talk about, talk to the person at, you know, your big supermarket who's on, yeah. you know, possibly on minimum wage and really just is having to, to go do home. And it's, yeah, and, 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 and they've got, you know, the, the issues they're having to deal with. And um, it's not their business. Whereas yeah. the butcher, they generally own the business and they're looking at ways to differentiate in, in the market. So mm. Great. Oh, I've got to ask this. Friends. Yes. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had a. <laughs> Friends was uh, friends and family. Yes. They're, so they're delightful. They're, they are wonderful, and um, and uh, where would we be without them? But um, so what we did is we put a big sign on the on the door front right. door of our house saying, um, you know, you're very very welcome to our home, and and please, you know. Like, Come and enjoy a company, but your rubbish isn't. <laughs> and uh, and um, <laughs> so so we just went, you know, went for the jug. And it was done in a humorous way. Hopefully that people were, you know, okay with it. But um, they are they still yeah. We didn't family? lose any friends. Yeah, okay, we didn't good. have all family. So um, <laughs> but but we did have a situation where a friend turned up one uh, one night, and and he turned up with uh, ice cream and ice cream cones. And we were really excited because we were like, this is amazing, you know, ice cream cones, you know. And and he had the box and everything. Yeah. And uh, so we started questioning, you know, where'd you get these? And he, and he was sort of evading the answer. Turned out he'd sat in the driveway in his car and taken the cones out of the plastic wrapper that they were in and then put them back in the box before he brought them into our house. And so, Bless him. So, uh, so he had to admit it before we rushed off and we bought, you know, yeah. the same one uh, during the challenge. So, so I don't know how much of that went on, yeah. uh, but... But I guess it made people aware of of that very you know what you're bringing as well. That's right, yeah. and 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 we've we've never been we've, we've, we hope we've never been preachy or or demanding or or saying to anyone you know you know or giving them a hard time. Our hope is that all we've ever done is if people are interested, we'll tell them our story uh, of why we've done it for ourselves and, and our experience. But you know, it's up to each person as to whether they do it or not. We we did we did find we at the end of our rubbish free year we decided right we're going to throw a party and it's going to be a rubbish free party because we've now had a year of this yeah. we should be able to do yeah. a rubbish free party and we had about a hundred and twenty people well, come yeah. to to the home you know so it was great we 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 organised everything so there was no rubbish at all so we had control over the whole thing told everyone don't bring anything you know. But you know, there's a, I don't know. It's just the. It seems to be the a lot of the culture, isn't it? People like to bring something. So, uh, we set up this big sort of detector on the driveway to look like an airport security kind of detector that said, you know, you're entering a rubbish-free zone. You know, no rubbish past this point. This is scanning you for rubbish. You know, so tried to get the point across. You know. <laughs> And despite all of that, the fact that we were having a rubbish-free party and we were, you know, yep. celebrating a year of living rubbish-free, 
um, I had a uh, lovely uncle and auntie come and, and, and very proudly give me a pack, of, you know, a big bunch of flowers with wrapped in, cello, you know, in plastic and plastic, you know. And then another family member brought Tim Tams, actually, and, and uh, <laughs> chips and everything. And like, congratulations on your rubbish for a year. And, and with no awareness, they just did not see. Yeah, that, it, that, it wasn't that done in any way. No. It was just purely that they just didn't realise that this was actually rubbish that they were bringing. So it was, it was almost more rubbish then than we had in the, the whole, whole, year. whole year. That's right, Man. that's right. So. Have you carried on your rubbish-free commitment in the last five years? We have. Um, we've we've sort of tried to make less of a song and dance about it, but we've <laughs> but we, we we have, and so we did a quiet sort of challenge, I guess, last year because we thought, oh, we might have slipped a right, little. Right. Yeah. Um, and so our original challenge was to live one year with just a, a council rubbish bag. Uh, for the year, and we ended up with a supermarket bag. Um, legend, I've got but, to say, that the, is legend. Which is cool. <laughs> but um, so, but what we found is in the last year, we we did another just a quiet audit to see how we were going, and yeah, it was pretty much exactly a year. We had a, a council bag of rubbish for the whole year, so we have slipped a little. Um, yeah. But with um, but still just one bag a year. So yeah. Tim Tams, eh? I can yeah, see. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Clearly not as healthy as I was. So Matthew, if people do want to uh, get excited about how they can deal with their own rubbish-free challenge, can you have a website that they? Yeah, can Yeah, we to? have. We've set up this red website, rubbishfree.co.nz. We've got a whole database of ideas. It's about 120 ideas. You can type in toothpaste. It'll tell you yep. how to make your own or a I, brand. I met of... you through the toothbrushes. That's right. We did. That's right. We did. We did. And um, that's ba- right. Bamboo toothbrushes. Bamboo, bamboo yeah. toothbrushes, yes. And so it'll, it tells you all that sort of information. And so um, we'd love to add to that. So um, uh, I know that there's people out there doing you know, more amazing things than us and, and, and they have a whole lot of knowledge around this stuff. And so any tips would be gratefully received and we'll put them on the website. Um, so, yeah, please let us know. You're a visitor or a frequent visitor to Wellington. I have recently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is special about Wellington and that as a community we should be working to hold on to? So one of the things I've uh, observed about Wellington, which is completely unrelated, is I love the buses. I don't know why that is, but, uh, <laughs> but I love how they're yellow and black and how they I just noticed that coming in and how they kind of got that New York cab feel about them. Oh, okay, and I, yeah, I suspect that yeah. might have been intentional. And, and the reason I like that is that it changes how you think about the bus. It's like saying, actually, this, this can be your cab. This can be your taxi. You nice. know? And so it's a different way of visioning uh, what was just seen as a boring old public service. I kind of think that about waste as well, that, that, that we can package this in a different way. And, and it is kind of sexy. <laughs> we, can, we can make it sexy. I love that and, idea. and so yeah. the, the thing about Wellington is that I, I've become more familiar with the city recently and that creative edge really is a thing, isn't it? You know, I hadn't. I, I guess people talk to me about it in Auckland. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and, and Christchurch, and, and, but but just being very aware of it. And so the 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 the, the fact that there is so much creative energy in this city um, to be able to create messages like that and to create a different way of viewing waste and 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 resources, I think is incredibly special. Trash Palace, you know, the, the amount of stuff they send to Weta workshops for right, use in nice. films and things, you know, it's it's you know, it's seeing this stuff as a resource, it's, it's fantastic. So yeah, hopefully keep that spirit alive. Mm.